Hi, are you on? Hello, it's me. No, you. it's supposed to be the Lionel. Hello, is it me you're looking uh, Sorry, for? wrong. Todd Rundgren. Hello, it's me. I thought about us for a long, long time. It's going to be a long podcast if you keep correcting me because this is You're the one who's correcting me. <laughs> but I'm always right. No, you're always correct. And I hope you're not always right. That's why this country's going to hell. Oh, shit. Okay, so rule number one, no politics. Well, everything's politics, right? Well, pretty much. Mm. Okay, hi. You have such a nice voice. There will be no Oedipus complex on this conversation. <laughs> okay, so for the audience, people who don't know who your voice is, can Ooh, you... The audience. Not the listeners, but the audience. Yes. Can you, um, let's, let's introduce you. How do we know each other? Mommy's baby, daddy's maybe. Okay. How did we meet? In a delivery room. Plus <laughs> the nurses got mad at me because I'm like, what the hell? Where's the Wait. penis? And then they go, wait a minute. Did he just say, where's the penis? And the nurses wanted to order me out of the room, but yeah, I, I apologize. So. Um, yeah. So did they not have gender testing back then? Or like, I I refuse to do that crap. I like a surprise. Oh, Which incidentally, okay. I was thought I was going through the same thing the second time around because once again, head first, lawless hair. I'm like, oh god, not again. Where's the penis? And then they're like, you mean this one? I'm like, Phew. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So on that note, you have two children. Who's your favorite? Out of my daughter and my son, I would have to say my favorite. My daughter is my favorite daughter, and my son is my favorite son. Oh, you're such a diplomat. Okay. I'm not a diplomat. I'm brutally honest. For those listeners out there who've never heard this miraculous person, that this woman had the opportunity and pleasure to interview today, I will not tell you something that I can't tell you, but I will never lie to you. And I have no favor when it comes to my offspring. That's a beautiful way to describe us. Very sentimental. Okay. Back to me. The subject of, of this podcast. What was my personality as a kid like? Because kid, I... First of all, you know damn well I don't use that term kid. There are no billy goats in my family. As a young child, I vividly remember feeling so shy all the time. Aren't you forgetting something? Your last question to me was, how do we meet? And I said, in the delivery room. Isn't the next question supposed to be, was it love at first sight? <laughs> was it love at first sight? Of course it was. And sadly, for a lot of you folks that are out there, without too much psycho babbling, you all should know that when there's a real man who's a father, often the woman feels jealous because they feel as if now they have to compete with the daughter for the father's attention and my daughter was daddy's little girl it was love at first sight and um what was my personality like oh you were a bitch <laughs> well men love bitches so that explains why you liked me so much how so well, how, how well, is a little girl how well, is let's a little put it girl this way ten, less than 10 days out of the hospital you and i already had our first fight because see i used to always talk to you while you were in the womb I used to always talk about, oh, I used to play music for you and all this stuff. So you already knew who I was before you were born. 
and you recognize my voice. So you would already start these little screaming tantrums of yours at an early age. And of course, I'm, you know, I'm not tolerating that crap. So it didn't take you long to, to figure out who you can manipulate. So you went on one of your screaming binges, like your 10th day out of the hospital home in your bassinet. And then when you realized it was me, or I should say it was I who came into the room to respond, you turned your head the other direction because that's not who you wanted to respond. True story. <laughs> so I was like, not you, next. Thank you, next. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hell, not not this guy. He's not going to give me what I want. Well, you didn't have a boob. That's not what you wanted. You You just wanted attention. No, are you kidding me? That's what everyone's. It's like I, I'm very much. I, I've always wanted attention. I'm, I love attention. A W. What does that mean? A, attention, attention whore. <laughs> all right, that that brings up a good question. How come you never let me be a cheerleader? That's all I ever wanted every year. Dad, can I try out for cheer this year? Hell no. Hell no. Hell to the no. I also didn't let you participate in TV commercials or go to Hollywood. <laughs> what? No, your ass was your ass was in karate at the age of five. The same karate school, by the way, that Steven Seagal started in. Pisses me off because they have no photographs of that, and that was a part of history of Orange County that's gone. You can tell everybody that you and your brother took martial arts at the same school that Steven Seagal started in. So no, yeah, you I, couldn't be a you couldn't be a cheerleader because I was already teaching you guys how to survive for things like what's going on right now with this pandemic. My martial arts is gonna take me far. No shit, because <laughs> when people come over there to snatch that food that you had delivered, since you don't cook, you can whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> so it took me until about six months ago, honestly, to realize that not everybody walks in the room and evaluates a room and evaluates who's a physical threat should shit go down. That's why they're all <laughs> getting robbed. They're too busy looking at their stupid hojacks instead of paying attention to the environment. They're walking into sewer holes and everything else, getting run <laughs> over by cars, getting hit by somebody on a bicycle, getting their purses snatched because they don't pay attention to the surroundings. Um, okay, so would you say that I was a tomboy? Was I athletic? Tomboy? Hell no, you weren't no tomboy. Of course you were athletic. I think I just said you were in martial arts by the time you were five years old. I broke you and your brother's legs when you were, like, still in diapers. <laughs> yes, that's that's why I'm actually really, really, really flexible. I can exactly. Put, I can put both legs behind my head. Are you proud of that fact? There you go. See, you should make any man who marries you very happy. Why do you assume I'm getting married? Exactly. Because no man's good enough for my daughter, but I was just saying rhetorically, you know, that should make some guy happy to have a flexible a woman in his or her life. <laughs> Since I'm not going to assume that you're going to marry a man, so you know, since I have to be uh, binary, uh, gender specific today. On the note of um, marriage, um, what were your dating rules for me growing up? You could date when you were 21. You can get married when you're 30, and you could have sex when I'm dead. However, you know, I noticed that my food started tasting funny. And I'm sure one of your most embarrassing moments of your childhood that you're going to be traumatized forever is when you went on a date with some guy and I came to a bowling alley to pick you up. And I'm like, what? He spent that much money on you? 
and you didn't put out? Oh, you were so embarrassed. <laughs> <And then> I... <laughs> You, you remember that one. You don't remember that one. I, do you? I definitely will never forget that. Yes, you pulled out cash and gave the man cash because I didn't put out. Which, how would I put out at a bowling alley? I don't know. I but... might be a slut, but I was never a whore. <laughs> oh, and for you folks out there, don't be asking stupid questions to your parents like this. So, Dad, how many women have you slept with? And then don't, and then you don't want to hear the answer. Oh, but most of you listening to this, your parents will probably lie to you anyway. See, I don't lie to my children. I don't lie to my offspring. See? <laughs> yeah, so I grew up in a household where my parents were very open about the real-world consequences of sex. And I think, I, I feel comfortable saying that both of your children have a very healthy outlook on sex. Um, whereas a lot of my friends who were very promiscuous at a young age, I would ask them, in high school, we were 15, 14. I'm like, are you telling your parents about this? Have you talked to your parents about this? And they're like, no, I, no, I've never talked to my parents about sex. And you guys started talking to us about sex. I mean, as long as I remember, um, it was very much a easy conversation to have to where if we had curiosities, we weren't going to our friends or I wasn't looking for the answers in the wrong place. I could just come to you and and kind of have a adult conversation about an adult topic. I don't know. I th I just I, I think that I you mean, not you mean like being in a you mean like being in a movie theater and watching the movie something about Mary and my daughter goes, Dad, what is that stuff in her hair? Now I have to explain <laughs> to my daughter what the hell is that sticking out of Mary's hair. And something about Mary came out, I think, in around 1997, and I was seven years old. I think that most parents in that circumstance would have lied and just said, hair gel. <laughs> well, it might be hair gel to some people. <laughs> no, I've always been brutally honest. You can't get, see, you don't have to worry about what you said to somebody later on if you're always telling the truth. And that movie, by the way, was not released until 1998, so you were already eight years old. So there. Oh, okay, <laughs> much better. Do you do you think that? Sorry, not to think, because thinking gets me in trouble in this dumbed down nation. But I I digress. I'm sorry. Continue. Okay, back to my original question. So I'm 30 and I'm single. Does that Damn, surprise lucky you? you? No, because there's no guy out there good enough for my daughter. So I'm not surprised. You really think that? Yeah, you're, you're cursed. But you are a lot better off being single right now than have to put up with some dumbass guy who you're probably going to end up killing from domestic violence while you're going through the damn cabin fever. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say that it, I'm at a place now where I'm fine with the fact that I'm single, but I never thought that I would be 30 and single. You've been free for so long now, it's going to be next to impossible for you to find somebody to settle down with because you have freedom that you are taking for granted until the day comes when you no longer have that freedom. I've thought about that, that, you know, as I get older and I get more settled in my career, more settled in my home, more settled in my life and my choices and my habits and hobbies, it, I haven't made a lot of space for another individual to come in. Well, in the Marine Corps, if we want you to have a damn spouse, we would give you one in boot camp. If you could design a perfect spouse, what would he look like? 
What would he look? Why is it always about looks? No, I just mean what would that individual be like? If I was going to have somebody that would be worthy of my daughter, one, has to practice good hygiene, dental hygiene. Two, takes no illegal drugs or psychotropic drugs. Three, will never submit to the worldwide mandatory COVID-19 vaccination. Four, familiar with edge weapons. Five, capable of sewing and cooking. Six, has no children from a previous relationship. Seven, capable of field stripping a 45 caliber pistol. Eight, capable of living off the grid without a cell phone, iPad, iPhone, smartphone, etc. Nine, capable of skinning squirrels, rabbits, and deer. Ten, capable of treading water for a minimum of 30 minutes. And twelve, capable of stitching up cuts and wounds. Thirteen, can change his own damn tire without calling AAA. If your man can't do all that, step off and move on. <laughs> so you're, you're, you're describing the exact antithesis of the men in my generation. Well, there you go. What does that tell you about your snowflake pussified generation? Oh, I'm sorry, pussified. That would be like a derogatory term implying something about women being less than men. Well, you have to understand something. I retired from LAPD. We don't have no damn cat unit. We have a canine unit. So when I say pussified, I'm comparing cats to dogs. If he disrespects you once, that's fine. You let him know what the rules are after the first time, and if it happens the second time, it's time to move on. Because, see, women, generally speaking, have that maternal instinct, and they always think they can change the person. If he was an anal poor when you met him, he's going to be an anal poor if you marry him. All right, I, I, got, off, I got off my little soapbox. I love it. So did you have that list ready? Because it sounded like that was a pre-made list that I've never heard in my life. <laughs> I mean, I've heard definitely aspects of that list, of course, throughout my life, but I did not know you had a list, a running list. I coach female surfers. What the hell do you think I tell them? Would you consider yourself a feminist? No. I consider myself just an honest, decent, try to be Christian-like as much as I can because, I mean, I don't think God would want somebody out there disrespecting men, women, doesn't matter. I don't get into those labels of feminists because most people who consider themselves feminists, I wouldn't have anything to do with them. <laughs> they're, they're idiots. You take somebody like a Gloria Steinem. All these women that follow Gloria Steinem don't even know she's CIA. And by the way, like I already said, I will never lie to you. So, I mean, I don't equate myself with these labels like a feminist. Because most of the feminists that I've been researching, they're actually they're feminazis. And you better do your homework, women out there, because most of these so-called feminists model their feminism off of people who came here from Germany. And the feminists in Germany, they were all vegans too. Because they got Hitler to stop doing experiments on animals, and he could only do experiments on humans. So many of your feminists, if not most who lead this country, have direct ties to Nazi Germany. I just call a spade a spade. What is your fondest memory in terms of me being a daughter? Like, what, what would you say makes you the most proud being the father of a daughter? You took a shit on a real toilet in less than three days. I didn't waste no time potty training you like all these other idiots do. But I was always hard on you.
and I didn't put you all in no damn crying room in the church. You sat with the regular congregation because you knew how to conduct yourself even when you were still in diapers. So if I guess if there's anything about being proud, yeah, I mean, you, you, you did the potty training thing in less than 72 hours. But also, um, you and Robert, you're, unfortunately, you guys never got to have you just, I didn't want you to have a normal childhood, but I will just say you didn't deal with a lot of the crap that other people do because, see, I was teaching you all. I was preparing you all to survive while most parents do spend too much time protecting their children because I was both a Marine Corps officer and an LAPD officer, so I never knew when that, that day would come when I don't come home. To, the things I did to you and your brother, oh, my God, I'd go to jail for child abuse and psychological abuse. Bullshit, man. I'm snowflakes today. I'm a realist. By the way, how old were you when you owned your first pistol? Um, nine years old. Okay, so here's you were, in, you were in martial arts at five, and you had your own California Highway Patrol pistol before the age of nine. <laughs> Sounds All like right. a great candidate for a wife. Hey, no shit. I bet you a lot of guys hear this show go, damn, where's this woman been hiding all this time? I got to go off the grid. <laughs> this coronavirus shit might get serious. <laughs> if I brought you home to meet mm. you, if I brought mm. a younger version of you home mm. to meet you, what would you mm -hmm. say? Doesn't matter, because like I already said, there's nobody good enough for my daughter. So even if I'm looking at myself in the mirror, I, even I'm not good enough for my daughter. <laughs> so I'm screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, not physically, but yeah. Would you Good say job. I'm a tough chick? No, I don't use that term, chick. I don't see. I don't use these condescending terms. The only terms you're using, I, I never use those kind of terms, especially to describe women. No, I, I would just say that you're a survivor instead of a victim. Without you even knowing that you've been a survivor without being a victim, you sit here and you kind of flippantly talk about being single right now, and I know it's a little disappointing for you. But the sad thing is, many women your age. They would not have been able to accomplish what you have accomplished because they have been programmed that they can't do it on their own. You travel around, you meet people, you you dude. There's so many people in this country who have never even been outside the United States. You could write a book. Well, you could write several books. You've seen, you've traveled, you've met people around the world, movers and shakers, people who are making a difference. Meanwhile, you have friends who are married. Well, I won't even say friends. You know people that you have from your past who have been married. And what do they have to show for it? I know you introduced me to the television show Scandal. And what was the one thing in that show Scandal that her father told her that I told you? Oh, there's a lot of things. You remind me a lot of Rowan. Imagine Command. that. Oh, I know there was some psycho babbling going on when you introduced me to that show, but what's the one thing more than anything else that he told her? Did I not raise you for better? How many times have I told you you have to be what? You have to be what? Twice. What? Twice as good. Twice as good as them to get half what they have which reminds yeah. me by the way on that show was she married she was a mistress was she married no wasn't she 30 <laughs> probably if not older 
and yet she had the power. If women in this country used the power they had, men would be, dude. See, a smart woman allows a man to believe he's in charge. Would you be okay if I never end up getting married? What do you mean, would I be okay? Sounds like you're the one asking that question to yourself. Don't be projecting onto me. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I know you do. No, okay, how about this? Would it bother you? Did you always imagine that I would bring you, that I would give you grandchildren? That's a woman thing. Stop acting know. as if I'm a woman. See, that's once again, you're talking to me as if you're talking to a woman. Men don't sit around thinking that they're going to have a grandchild. That's what women do. And I'm not doing no drive-by birthday party either. But see, that's what your generation is readily accepting. The new normal, no more human contact. Fuck that shit. Because I practice agape love. So for you folks who hear this, agape, A-G-A-P-E. If more people practice agape love, we'd have a lot less problems in this world. Where are all these tough, tough questions I thought you were going to ask me today? What the hell? I never man? said it was going to be download. I never said it was going to be tough. Well, it would it be tough? I'm too matter of factly and open and honest. Just like you didn't like. Damn, you had those. You had those descriptions ready for me. Yeah, that's who I am. Yeah, that's the only thing I missed. The only th the only thing about my life that has changed with this pandemic is the fact that I did use surfing to distract me from the crap that's going on in the world. Well, as we close out this wonderful podcast, this oh, wonderful rid of me already. Damn, I was just getting started. <laughs> as we close it out, Dad, uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming on. You're one of my very first guests. So yeah, I no, notice I didn't notice I didn't address you. What? Oh, yeah. What? Okay, that's actually, I got in an argument. So I had, I did a interview with Sade uh, the other night. And Sade, we got... don't you know we love you, sweet Sade. I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, you singing that song comes up in the podcast, by the way, and my jealousy about how you wish Sade was your daughter, not me, but that's a whole I other I never topic. wish any other girl was my daughter. Please stop. So I don't know you. See, once again, your paradigms. Sorry, I love Sadie and all, but I never thought about Sadie being my daughter, and I've never thought of any other girl being my daughter other than you, so knock the crap off. Okay, so final word. I don't know. I don't know how to end this. How do I end the show? I need help with that. Of course you do. That's why you come to your papa, papito. So this is how you end the show. Folks, we're living in some very interesting times. What you have to decide is whether you're going to be a victim or a survivor. You can sit and whine and moan about all the things that are not going on well in your life, or you can look back and thank whether you believe in God, Yahweh, Allah, Buddha, and thank that you're alive today because a lot of people didn't wake up this morning and never will again. The world is changing, and we can either evolve with the change and be survivors or keep trying to hang on to the past thinking that it's going to come back when it won't. It's going to be a incumbent upon you. What I tell my surfers all the time, on behalf of my generation, I apologize to your generation. Because too many people in my generation, it was all about making money, what's in it for them. And now they have screwed your future. You're going to be paying the debts and bills that we've incurred for the next, who knows, 30, 40, 50 years. You have to take it upon yourselves to decide what your future is going to be. Don't let any man or woman stand in the way of your dreams. 
And just because you might be 30 years old doesn't mean that you don't still have dreams and you still can't pursue them. Stop doing the things in your life that are self-destructive. Start loving yourselves more. That's how you end the show. Well, Dad, I love you so much. Thank you so much for the time today. Did you have fun? Um, talking to my daughter? Hell yeah. Well, I will say this. If I did have one regret, I would have done a better job of um, maybe managing my money because Ford has just produced one hell of a Mustang. And if I had that money, I would buy because my daughter always wanted a Mustang. No, I mean, you're right. I love that you remembered that. My dream car is a 1967-and-a-half Ford Mustang, white body, blue leather interior. Good luck with that. <laughs> no, All I'm right, just saying. But, but I'll say this. You're in California. If there's any place to find one, it's here because the cars don't rust here like they do everywhere else. Well, thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share some of my past history with the rest of the world who should know our personal business. And thank you for considering me worthy enough to be in the interview. In the meantime, stay black. He literally just hung up. He literally just hung up on me. That's great. Okay. Okay, bye. Thanks for checking this shit show out. If you have an idea you'd like to be featured here, my email is ellayourbellapodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.